to Move Forth with Grace. I am so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against any unethical enforcement of any experimental injection, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family, even if that might be a prayer request to pray with you about something in your life or someone in your life. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a new American Standard Bible that does contain historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is a beautiful Bible and wonderful for your family. You can find one today at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also reading from the five-day Bible reading plan. You can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 190, and if you just happen to click on this episode for the first time, you just said, you know what, I'm going to click on 190, see what's going on. Well, we are reading the Bible in a year, and um, you can absolutely continue from this episode until the end of the year with us. In fact, I highly recommend you do so. Just get into the Word, and you can make an intention, you can finish out the year, and go into the next year. Um, by getting into God's word now, you know, that way, or you can just absolutely stop this episode right here, right now. And you can go to the day one episode and literally declare that today is your first day that you want to read the Bible in a year. It's right there ready for you. So either way, I just highly recommend that you don't wait until January 1st. Just this is how God nourishes our soul and we all need it. My goodness gracious, we all need it. If you have been here since the beginning, I just want to thank you so very much. And I just hope that this has been as transformative for you as it has been for me. And so I do want to take just a moment to um, just say thank you um, to all of you who have been listening, who have been choosing to get into the Word of God. It's literally, I'm just reading it. I'm not doing anything. It's you know, it's nothing that I've said. I'm just providing a place where we can all be in God's word together. And so I'm just so grateful that you've been here. And so what I want to do just really quickly is I'd like to just um, take a moment and tell you and uh, all of the countries and territories that have been tuning in, people all over the world have been tuning in here. And I just want to take a moment and say thank you. And shout out to those countries and territories. So thank you so much for celebrating this with me today. I just happened to look at the stats, and it really just kind of blew my mind. So here we go. Let's give a shout out to to um, to everyone here. So the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Mexico, Germany, Australia, Brazil, Iraq, Russia, Japan, Kazakhstan, Saudi Arabia, France, Netherlands, Ireland, Sweden, Morocco. New Zealand, Belgium, Indonesia, Norway, Panama, Spain, Kenya, 
Iran, South Korea, South Africa, Philippines, Libya, Italy, Greece, Poland, Egypt, Nepal, Denmark, Malta, Romania, Luxembourg, United Arab Emirates, Isle of Man, Thailand, Monaco, Cheshire, Suriname, and India. Wow. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful that this podcast has reached you, and um, I'm just so glad that um, that you have joined in. So I want to also say that the cities in America, the United States so far, 479 cities. That is awesome. So thank you so much for being here, and I'm just... I'm just really in awe, and I'm just really grateful to the Lord for this opportunity to to do this. All right. Well, today we are going to be reading 2 Chronicles 34 and 35 and 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Chronicles chapter 34. Josiah succeeds Ammon in Judah. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. He did right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father David and did not turn aside to the right or to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still a youth, he began to seek the God of his father David. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the ashram, the carved images, and the molten images. They tore down the altars of the Baals in his presence and the incense altars that were high above the chopped down all that were high above them he chopped down. Also, the ashram, the carved images, and the molten images he broke in pieces and ground to powder and scattered it on the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. Then he burned the bones of the priests on the altars and purged Judah and Jerusalem. In the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, Simeon, even as far as Naphtali, in their surrounding ruins, he also tore down the altars and beat the ashram and the carved images into powder and chopped down all the incense altars throughout the land of Israel. Then he returned to Jerusalem. Josiah repairs the temple. Now in the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, and Messiah, an official of the city, and Joah, the son of Jehoahaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. They came to Hilkiah, the high priest, and delivered the money that was brought into the house of God, which the Levites, the doorkeepers, had collected from Manasseh and Ephraim, and from all the remnant of Israel, and from all Judah and Benjamin, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Then they gave it into the hands of the workmen who had, he, who had the oversight of the house of the Lord, and the workmen who were working in the house of the Lord used it to restore and repair the house. They in turn gave it to the carpenters and to the builders to buy quarried stone and timber for couplings and make beams for the houses, which the kings of Judah had let go to ruin. The men did the work faithfully with foremen over them to supervise. Jahath and Obadiah, the Levites of the sons of Merari, Zechariah and Meshalam and of the sons of the Kohathites, and the Levites, all who were skillful with musical instruments. They were also over the burden bearers and supervised all the workmen from job to job, and some of the Levites were scribes and officials and gatekeepers. Hilkiah discovers lost book of the law. When they were bringing out the money which had been brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. Hilkiah responded and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord, and Hilkiah gave the book of Shaphan, to Shaphan. 
Then Shaphan brought the book to the king and reported for the word to the king, saying, Everything that was entrusted to your servants, they are doing. They have also emptied out the money which was found in the house of the Lord and have delivered it into the hands of the supervisors and the workmen. Moreover, Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest gave me a book, and Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his clothes. Then the king commanded Hilkiah, Ahakam, the son of Shaphan, Abdon, the son of Micah, Shaphan the scribe, and Asaiah, the king's servant, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for those who are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book which have, has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord which is poured out on us because our fathers have not observed the word of the Lord to do according to all that is written in this book. Huldah the prophetess speaks. So Hilkiah and those whom the king had told went to Huldah the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tokath, the son of Hazra, the keeper of the wardrobe. Now she lived in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they spoke to her regarding this. She said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am bringing evil on this place and on its inhabitants, even all the curses written in the book, which they had have read in the presence of the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath will be poured out on this place, and it shall not be quenched. But to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus you will say to him, Thus says the Lord God of Israel regarding the words which you have heard. Because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his word against this place and against its inhabitants, and because you humbled yourself before me, tore your clothes and wept before me, I truly have heard you, declares the Lord. Behold, I will gather to you, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. So your eyes will not see all the evil which I will bring on this place and on its inhabitants. And they brought back word to the king. Then the king sent and gathered all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. The king went up to the house of the Lord and all the men of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the Levites, and all the people, and the greatest to the least, from the greatest to the least. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. Josiah's good reign. Then the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of the covenant written in this book. Moreover, he made all who were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin to stand with him. So the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. Josiah removed all the abominations from all the lands belonging to the sons of Israel and made all who were present in Israel to serve the Lord their God. Throughout his lifetime, they did not, re did not turn from following the Lord God of their fathers. The Passover observed again. Chapter 35. Then Josiah celebrated the Passover to the Lord in Jerusalem, and they slaughtered the Passover animals on the fourteenth day of the first month. He set the priests in their office and encouraged them in the service of the house of the Lord. He also said to the Levites, who taught all Israel and who were holy to the Lord, Put the holy ark in the house which Solomon the son of David, king of Israel, built. It will be a burden on your shoulders no longer. Now serve the Lord your God and his people Israel. 
Prepare yourselves by your father's households in your divisions, according to the writing David, king of Israel, and according to the writing of his son Solomon. Moreover, stand in the holy place according to the sections of the father's households of your brethren, the lay people, and according to the Levites by division of a father's household. Now, slaughter the Passover animals, sanctify yourselves, and prepare for your brethren to do according to the word of the Lord by Moses. Josiah contributed to the lay people, to all who were present, flocks of lambs and young goats, all for the Passover offerings, numbering 30,000 plus 3,000 bulls. These were from the king's possessions. His officers also contributed a free will offering to the people, the priests and the Levites. Hilkiah and Zechariah and Jehiel, the officials of the house of God, gave to the priests for the Passover offerings, 2,600 from the flocks and 300 bulls. Conaniah also, and Shemaiah, and Nathanael, his brothers, and Hashabiah, and Jeel, and Josabad, the officers of the Levites, contributed to the Levites for the Passover offerings, 5,000 from the flocks and 500 bulls. So the service was prepared, and the priests stood at their stations, and the Levites by their divisions, according to the king's command. They slaughtered the Passover animals, and while the priests sprinkled the blood received from their hand, the Levites skinned them. Then they removed the burnt offerings that they might give them on the sections of their father's households of the lay people to present to the Lord, as it is written in the book of Moses. They did this also with the bulls. So they roasted the Passover animals on the fire according to the ordinance, and they boiled the holy things in pots, in kettles, in pans, and carried them speedily to all the lay people. Afterwards, they prepared for themselves and for the priests, because the priests, the sons of Aaron, were offering the burnt offerings and the fat until night. Therefore, the Levites prepared for themselves and for the priests, the sons of Aaron. The singers, the sons of Asaph, were also at their stations, according to the command of David, Asaph, Heman and Jedithan, the king's seer, and the gatekeepers at each gate did not have to depart from their service because the Levites, their brethren, prepared for them. So all the service of the Lord was prepared on that day to celebrate the Passover and to offer burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord according to the command of King Josiah. Thus the sons of Israel who were present celebrated the Passover at that time and the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days. There had not been celebrated a Passover like it in Israel since the days of Samuel the prophet, nor had any of the kings of Israel celebrated such a Passover as Josiah did with the priests, the Levites, all Judah, and Israel who were present, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. In the 18th year of Josiah's reign, this Passover was celebrated. Josiah dies in battle. After all this, when Josiah had set the temple in order, Necho, king of Egypt, came up to make war at Carchemish on the Euphrates, and Josiah went out to engage him. But Necho sent messengers to him, saying, What have we to do with each other, O king of Judah? I am not coming against you today, but against the house with which I am at war, and God has ordered me to hurry. Stop for your own sake from interfering with God, who is with me, so that he will not destroy you. However, Josiah would not turn away from him, but disguised himself in order to make war with him. Nor did he listen to the words of Necho from the mouth of God, but came to make war on the plain of Megiddo. The archers shot King Hosiah, and the king said to, to his servants, Take me away, for I am badly wounded. So his servants took him out of the chariot and carried him in the second chariot, which he had, 
and brought him to Jerusalem, where he died and was buried in the tombs of his fathers. All Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. Then Jeremiah chanted a lament for Josiah, and all the male and female singers speak about Josiah in their lamentations to this day. And they made them an ordinance in Israel. Behold, they are also written in the lamentations. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and his deeds of devotion as written in the law of the Lord and his acts first to last, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Second Corinthians chapter 6. Their ministry commended. And working together with him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, at the acceptable time, I listened to you, and on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, giving no cause for offense in anything, so that the ministry will not be discredited, but in everything, commending ourselves as servants of God in much endurance, in afflictions, in hardships, in distresses, in beatings, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in hunger, in purity, in knowledge, in patience, in kindness, in the Holy Spirit, in genuine love, in the word of truth, in the power of God, by the weapons of righteousness, for the right hand and the left, by glory and dishonor, by evil report and good report, regarded as deceivers and yet true, as unknown yet well known, as dying yet behold we live, as punished yet not put to death as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. Our mouth has spoken freely to you, O Corinthians. Our heart is open wide. You are not restra- <clears throat> excuse me. You are not restrained by us, but you are restrained in your own affections. Now in a like exchange I speak as to children, open wide to us also. Do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And those are our readings today. So we read again about um, King Josiah, and he just sounds like he really was a wonderful leader. And um, restored, um, he, you know, he restored the covenant with the Lord, with his, with his people. He got rid of all the idols, the abominations, cleaned it out. He repaired the temple. And then when they found that lost, the lost book of the law of, of Moses, you know, that was given to Moses, then he said, all right, well, this is what, this is what we need to do, everyone. And then he restored Passover. It sounded like they had an incredible Passover in his reign. And what, what a, 
what a wonderful king he was. And just a beautiful description of what the ministry um, was supposed to, I guess, to look like, to be like um, back in the first uh, church, right? Uh, when Paul is fulfilling his duty to the Lord to spread the good news of Jesus and um, just an incredible description of, you know, who these people that were in the ministry were called to be at that time. But in everything, commending ourselves as servants of God in much endurance and afflictions and hardship and distresses and beatings and imprisonment and hunger and purity and knowledge and patience and kindness and the Holy Spirit and genuine love as unknown yet well known as dying yet behold we live as punished yet not put to death as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing all things. How beautiful is that in describing um, people called to the ministry of Jesus? I mean, wow, right? And what an, what an honor it must have been uh, to, to be in that place at that time at the beginning of the church, right? Can you imagine being a a leader or a minister or pastor back then? I mean, it's really kind of hard to to wrap your mind around, isn't it? To to wonder what that might have been like. But what a beautiful description of the hearts of those called to ministry to to have the qualities, the mindset. Truly, it's beautiful and just very, very powerful. I just thought that was a, a lovely, um, what, you know, what would it be? Just uh, a lovely set of instructions, honestly. Like, this is how, you know, you are supposed to be, right, uh, as, a, as a minister, you know, in this ministry with us and spreading the good news of Jesus. It's just, it's beautiful. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together to, again, read about two incredible men, Josiah, King Josiah, and also Paul, of course, and how their stories are pivotal today. They, they still bring the qualities of leadership and service to you which is the of the utmost importance and also they call upon others to join in in what is right and what is righteous to you lord so thank you so much for providing us with these two incredible people as examples on on how we can apply their leadership qualities to our own lives, how we can be beacons to others around us so that they can also receive the salvation of your son, Jesus. That is what we pray for, that we can be your beacons here.
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. It really has been such a wonderful honor so far. And I'm just so very grateful to share in this with you. In our commitment to the Word of God. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.